Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy, Sammy Be Real, otherwise known as Sam Gilstrap. We are in a narrow hallway in Golden with the incomparable Kenzie Kilroy. This is a impromptu Ghost Lights podcast. Kenzie, how the hell are you? I've been better, but I'm also great. Okay. Yeah. I love the dichotomy. <laughs> I support it. Good. So, what's on your mind? How do you feel about the Denver theater community? Um, a little estranged, I guess? I don't know. I feel like, as an artist, I see what people are doing, and I I think we could be doing, like, a hell of a lot more. But I also want to be really proud of, of what we've grown and accomplished as the Denver theater community because, like, I've seen it from a young age, and and I know it's changed and it's grown, but also I feel like we're slacking <laughs> really badly. <laughs> slacking how? Where? Like, we're not doing new shit. We think we're doing new shit. A lot of people think we're doing new shit, and we're not. Hmm. We're, we're doing the same stuff we've always dog. done. Yeah, it um, And I mean, some of the I love classics, mm-hmm. of course, but nobody's actually like. I don't know. I feel like the theater community isn't actually taking a whole lot of steps to to growing to the current society that we live in. I mean, we live in a world of, like, Instagram and Snapchat and, like, your attention span is 35 seconds and, like, Mm -hmm. we're still living in the past and I think the reason theater has survived for so long is because it's always adapted. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Denver isn't adapting. What's holding it back? Uh, I why don't wanna, why I don't isn't wanna, it adapting? I don't know if I want to say. I feel like it's like people who aren't open to the ideas of new theater. Mm. Who and I mean it's gonna it's gonna come, and I know it will. It's just a matter of like I I'm living in this community and I'm auditioning and working and and producing in this community and I wish that there was a little bit more creativity. Mm. Honestly, just that. Like, I wish people were were creating a little bit more. Yeah. And not just copying. Which right. is literally all we do. I think that's all Denver does. Not, not, not a, like, I'm not, like, saying that's every single theater community. Like, there's obviously theater communities that I love and I appreciate, and they're not necessarily doing that, and I don't want to, like, call people up, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of copycat shit happening. Mm-hmm. People are just making what they've seen what they know works and yeah like that sells and that's a big thing but also if we don't inspire the next generation to like this shit Mm -hmm. we're dead yeah we have to connect with those people or we're gone is there any place that you think is is trying to make that connection or or a theater company a group (laughs) of people i am so biased that i can't say Uh. i know but there, there are definitely a couple theater companies in Colorado who I think are making the attempt at that. Mm-hmm. And they're... Like I said, I don't want to like call people out and make people look bad. 
or or make myself look bad by calling them out. <laughs> um, but there are there are people who I think are are definitely trying and like who are doing new works that are meaningful and involved in society. Like I mean, Miner's Alley is doing lungs right now, and that show is honestly fucking incredible they call out society and a lot of their problems it's a very modern show it's relatable to millennials and even gen x i mean gen z who like who are like living with those mental issues and and then there's there's some other companies who are you know doing what they see on broadway yeah not that you know broadway isn't successful but it's also kind of corporate and it's turning into hollywood Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean there's something to say about that but i think that being corporate and just wanting money is definitely not what we've ever pursued as artists we don't do it for the money and if if that's where we're going I think it's the wrong direction Mm. yeah I think what we should be doing is we should be promoting our art to people who are young who are interested who will be the next generation of artists who will carry on the legacy of what we do yeah I like that (laughs) I mean I mean we you don't want to be when you're when you're locked into something like money. It does dictate a lot of the choices you make, and it can, at times, stifle the creative juices. I think we all love the idea of expla- expanding on and exploring the human condition, and trying to present that in some facet, whether we do it with song and dance, or or minimalist theater, black box stuff, or we you know immersive theater where we're out in a forest doing stuff Mm -hmm. trying to draw the audience in make them a part of it or or whether we're just doing a regular proscenium thing that's epic and I mean we we want to make sure that we're doing justice to our lives and our existence and sometimes we get locked into the dollar and that changes how we pursue it honestly everything being said that I, I just said I think it's incredibly important that you pay your artists, mm-hmm. that the, the companies take care of their people, yeah. and are like humanitarian and don't treat people as objects in any way. And I mean objects. If that goes that term, like is a spectrum of a, a lot of different things, but. Mm-hmm. Basically, like, you, you need to pay your people, you need to take care of them, but also don't forget about why the hell we're doing it. Yeah. Because... Don't forget your roots. I mean, and I've been there. Yeah. I've... And I'm not even... I mean, I'm 23, and I've been there. Like, I've, I've had jobs where I was like, wow, I'm making so much money, and it isn't art, whatever, I don't care. And you leave that contract being like, wow, you know, yeah, I did make some money, but you leave, like, craving your artistic integrity mm-hmm. to something you should definitely not have left behind in the first place. No. 
And I think you were saying it earlier hard. today. Like you, you've got a choice to be happy, to do something that feeds your soul and your heart, or you know, pursue the next the stage next, of your career. The next step. Yeah. What is? What's more important? Is it? Well, I mean, I think in that circumstance, it's a matter of like, is that thing that I'm pursuing the next, the next level, the next step, is that not? also something I would enjoy Mm -hmm. and I think I will I think I will like yes I would enjoy the previously planned idea of what I I already had in mind Mm -hmm. and I tend to fantasize about what I'm doing in the future if I think that I know what it is and I love that I I love to think about the future and be like wow that's going to be so great I know exactly what I'm doing let me think about it let me think about how great that's going to be let me think about how much I'm going to love that. And then suddenly a new opportunity comes into that picture and you're like, uh, that's not what was in my picture. <laughs> and suddenly I have to like coordinate that and like see if it's going to work with like what I had planned for myself. And sometimes like stuff just happens. Like I literally, I just moved on a whim for like really no reason whatsoever. Like there were a lot of reasons, but I, I just moved from one place to another because I, it, it just happened. And it was like almost like it happened to me. And looking at it now, I'm like, yes, this was positive. Yes, this was right. Had I overthought this, I don't know if I would have made that decision. Mm-hmm. But if I was being given the opportunity of maybe a contract that offered no artistic value whatsoever, mm-hmm. that was this same, even more value monetarily, like... I'd, I'd be making more money, I'd be, I'd be earning something more than what I have now, like, I don't know, as an artist it's hard because we don't make shit, and when we're given an amount of money to do something that, that we know we can do, even yeah. if it doesn't suit us artistically, like, we, it's hard for us to turn away a job that makes us kind of happy mm-hmm. in the sense of money. Mm-hmm. It makes us feel comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. If we know we can feel comfortable elsewhere, we will. Yeah. And that's the truth. Yeah. I, mean, I, I know I will. Like, if I'm like, oh, I, I would take this job, but I know I'll hate it, and I know that I'll make enough to live at this other place that I'll love, I'll always take that. And I actually, I mean, I don't know if, if anybody else read into these studies, but there were studies done on, like, the human brain between artists and non-artists mm-hmm. and how we value money mm-hmm. and artists actually their brains light up less in response to money as normal people mm-hmm. so we actually feel like less gratification less endorphins we're less interested in this like money and I mean, it's like really simple tests like you click on one box you get money you click on another you don't and artists just, like, didn't feel as happy when they clicked the money box. Mm. Because, like, we... Like, money is so material. It's so stupid. Mm. You live your life, and if you're living it for money, you are missing out. Yeah. Because you're alive for these moments. And in a hundred years, there's going to be a whole Absolutely. different set of people. You're not going to be here. If you lived your life for money, you'll have lived it for something that died. Mm. If you live it for art, that lives forever. Yeah. That's how we, I mean, we can leave our legacy through artistic endeavors. Even if nobody knows our name. Absolutely. 
I was uh, thinking over the summer, like I was really scared because like, oh, my teaching job is, you know, it stops over the summer because there's no kids. So how am I going to live and stuff like that? And if I had just focused on, well, I'll just create while I've got the time. Rent's a little, rent's cheaper right now. I can, I can survive <laughs> and I don't have to worry too much about keeping yeah. the roof over my head. I just do my, do my stuff. I could have, uh, I could have made quite the portfolio on whatever it is that I chose to go into. And, you know, I did some of that, but I also was like really nervous about, you know, making money. So I made some choices and, you know, kept grinding and I didn't really enjoy and savor anything. Uh-oh. We got people. <laughs> Maybe we should move. Let's, we're, we're, we're on the move now. We're on the move. We're talking. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's do it. We'll be back. Well, we're going to keep talking? We're going to keep talking. We're doing this. Artistic. Yeah, artistic stuff. <laughs> Ennui and the like. I'm just trying to watch my step. I don't want to fall and hurt myself. Bam, there we go. There's the live music again. All right, here we are. The big M on the mountain. Keeping it real. So anyway... Yeah, I was talking about, like, I'm going to go over here to the light. But I was scared, and I, and I missed a lot of time, and I didn't handle it the, way, the right way. And now I'm looking at it. I've got a much more stressful job during the day, and I find that I need my theater to be relaxing. And I feel like that's something that artists... Actually, run into a lot mm-hmm. is where we we find ourselves with this like position of free time, and we're like, "Wow, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this," but then our anxiety takes over, and we suddenly accomplish nothing. Yeah. In this free time, we could have done so much shit during, but we don't do anything because we're scared about money, which is the thing that we don't actually pursue. Yeah. And I can't really dissect the psychology of that. I just know it sucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I've been there. And I, I mean, I was in LA for three years. And there was a lot of that time where, like, I, I had some some free time that I was, like, looking back on it, I, I probably could have accomplished more than I did. But I was so stuck in my head, not only about money, but about like my own insecurity as a person. And that comes to play a lot, is that you're insecure and you suddenly don't feel like you're worthy of acceptance and that your talent isn't good enough. And you, you come up with all of these, these things in your head and it messes with you and suddenly yeah. you're not actually doing what you're capable of because you're scared. Mm-hmm. What are we afraid of? I mean, I feel like everybody's afraid of rejection. Yeah, that's definitely there. Just, I mean, in life, not even art. Like, yeah. you're, you're scared of being rejected. And even though we've been rejected as artists, like, a millions of times, like, yeah. this is our life. Our life is rejection. <laughs> we get into an audition room, and if we are in the wrong mind space, and we're even thinking about rejection... There are some of us who can't function in that atmosphere. Yeah. And there's some of us who thrive there. So, I mean, I wish I was one of those, but I'm not. Yeah, I was thinking earlier, um, in terms of, like, what my new job is, is, like, this 
it's chaos pretty much six hours out of eight hours all day. And so there's always, there's always something going on and trying to operate in that space. And it's weird how calm I am the vast majority of the time at work and how I seem to, when push, to, when push comes to shove and I'm given, I'm given a chaotic moment, I'm usually pretty good in them. But it's when I've got the no, nothing to do, that downtime, mm-hmm. that's where I definitely struggle. I mean, I, I, like, I like lying down and relaxing with my Netflix or my, my video game or, I don't know, not reading <laughs> not, or not writing yeah. something. And it's kind of one of those things that I think will always plague me. I'm just Is a, that you like that? I love doing those um, those down those downtime see, activities, but I'm, I'm like also the exact opposite. I cannot handle like if I'm doing nothing, I if I'm honestly even if I'm going to sleep, my brain is like, why are you not doing anything? You're not being productive. And I'm like, no, I'm trying to go to sleep, bitch. Shut up. <laughs> um, and that's how my brain works. Is like my brain is always like, you need to be doing something. You need to be writing something. You need to be creating something. You need to be doing, doing, doing. And if I don't actually ever take any downtime, it ends up being kind of detrimental. And I feel like that's the same kind of detriment that you can find from, like, enjoying your downtime is, like, you might get caught in a position where, you like, you're enjoying your downtime so much that you don't want to be productive. But I feel like it's about the same amount yeah. of, of that dilemma is that you're, you're not creating I'm not creating and I honestly think the main reason for all of us not creating shit yeah is that we're not working together there you go yeah we're not it's a collaborative art form and the vast majority of us uh, and we don't always collaborate and I've tried for uh, many years to collaborate with people and it's really difficult to do and I've, I mean, I've been on both ends of this where, like, you don't quite trust the other person. It's basically, like, an, it's, it's intimate and it's serious. And you have to make the decision to commit to creating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some, I mean, I'd like to think there are people out there who are willing to make that commitment. There are. I don't know any of them. <laughs> like, like, they, they come to, to you. And they... nobody wants to make anything. Like, they do, they do, and they really do, and then they get all involved, and they want to do it, and then I get invested, and then suddenly, I'm left completely alone, and I, I mean, it hurts. Yeah, well, I, I can't imagine that that wouldn't hurt. You, you have a passion for your work, and your craft, and the story that you want to tell at any given moment. That's, that's apparent in just, like, knowing you for 20 minutes, and, and it, I'm, you're not alone in that feeling of like here I am involved in this project and it feels like I'm doing all the heavy lifting I mean it's like that's I think I think a lot of us even in the theater community when we're working on a show with 20 people in it can sometimes feel that way and it's it's for lack of a better phrasing it's frustrating as hell but I think what happens is real recognizes real and you admitted to your, admitted earlier that you know you're 23 and there's still things that you're discovering and you you're always going to be discovering obviously but you're still going to find your team that buys in and like yeah no let's create like even right now this right here is a creation in and of itself i would have just walked around golden for 20 30 minutes and until we were ready to call tonight and now we're 20 minutes into a podcast that's that's going to touch somebody maybe Maybe it's touching you now. 
hopefully, hopefully it asks permission. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, like, I don't want to say, like, I'm doing all of the heavy lifting, I'm doing all of the work, but it's a, it's a matter of, like, two people committing equally into doing something, or more than two people, like, multiple people committing into doing something, and then everybody else seeming to drop out because life is life and life fucking happens and I totally totally understand I do like I've I've been through this so many times that like there's no way I can understand like that this is just what happens sometimes and like I would love it if like I could like recover from one of those incidents and actually create something um and I write. Yeah. I'm a creator on my own, and I honestly just need to accept the fact that I can create things by myself. Mm-hmm. And I should be happy to do that. It's, I'm just, I'm, I'm a person who needs another person mm-hmm. to create. And it's stupid. I mean, a little bit. It's a little dumb, because honestly, I don't. I've written shit by myself. Yeah. I've done shit by myself. But the thing is, like, I've always had, like, a muse... And I feel like if you have a muse, you're not doing it alone. True. <laughs> like, you're doing it with the, with this this concept or idea of another person, and mm-hmm. suddenly, like, that person's involved. And you're not, you're not actually doing anything alone. And I'm one of those people, and I wish that I wasn't yeah. for so many reasons. Like, I wish that I was one of these people who could just be like, I'm going to make up stuff alone, and I'm going to produce stuff by myself. But I actually need, like, validation. <laughs> Yeah. Like every once in a while, I need somebody to be like, "That's a good idea." Yeah. <laughs> instead that makes sense. of instead of like waiting and like producing something and putting a lot of effort into something until you hear that's a good idea and that's scary. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's scary to like wait until that moment as as it's opening night and you're suddenly like, "Do they like it?" Yeah. I won't ever know because I don't know if anybody else likes it, and that's why we have a community. And I think our community. Is honestly, I mean, it's so much better than I've just given it credit for. Like, it's my home. These people yeah. are my family, yeah. and they truly are. And I and I love them. And I, it would be irresponsible of me not to push them to do more. Absolutely, no. I think it's that's a great point. I mean, if, it's not like we're. What I'm not hearing here is, you're not lampooning anything, specifically. But yeah, I mean. We want to challenge each other. We want this community to grow and strive for excellence because if we're not, we're only hurting ourselves. And, you know, we need to... It's about attracting audiences, and we can't always do that if we don't challenge ourselves. And and we're not going to be able to do that if we're not growing. Because at some point, people want to see something or feel something that they haven't felt or experienced before. And if you're... Or, you know, honestly, that they've experienced a million times, but they've never once, like, actually felt like they related to. Oh, yeah. And I feel like that's a huge part of what's happening, or what should be happening in theater, is, like, being relatable to audiences that are current. Mm-hmm. And there's, a, I mean, there's a lot of shit that's happening where it's fun, and it's great, but everybody's producing for the older audience because they're the people who have the money, and it's like... I love those people. I do. I want to do the classics forever. I love them. I'm the right type for them. I shouldn't complain. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, they're... You, you do... You want to eat the rich. You have to move because they're not going to be around forever. And if you don't 
make their children or the the future generation of even I mean obviously the people who aren't aren't given that luxury of being rich you have to give them art you have to make it accessible yeah because if it's not accessible it's gonna die yeah and I know that it's been dying for thousands of years and it's not gonna die or whatever but I mean Hollywood's already taking over Broadway yeah and I don't know how long it's been doing that I haven't been alive for that long but like (laughs) it seems like it's it's happening pretty like sporadically and like it's just I mean well I mean we're doing this last year we're doing remakes of things that were made 20 years ago and we're putting movies, them on stage movies. like that we've all seen over a thousand times that's already is yeah. movies people are like oh movies sell movies sell let's do a musical about a movie yeah and they're i mean they're fine. that's not to say that they're, they're not, not great some of them are great. amazing they're great they're but, musicals i think they're fun yeah everybody thinks they're fun but like but the thought process let's make something new yeah Let's create and not steal. I mean, I know all great artists steal, and that's a quote, but, like, let's steal from Greece and not from Hollywood. Okay. Because, I mean, we can do better than that. So you're saying, like, (laughs) do remounts, not not crossovers from film to stage. I mean, create something new that holds a a similar plot. Because you, I mean, there's only how many stories in the world, really, based in, like, you know, ancient Greece and, like, all of the old, old fables and all of that. There's only so many stories in the world. Mm -hmm. It'd be bomb if you could create a new one. I'd love to see it. But there's only so many stories. Mm -hmm. And you don't, you don't have to take it from a movie to make it relevant and interesting. Yeah. Also, like, you don't have to make people literally scream their face off while they're singing to make it an interesting musical. Well, if they don't do that, how's Adina Mansell going to get work? <laughs> Kidding, she's an amazing yeah, singer. <laughs> no, but, like, in general, like, there's... <laughs> you, you don't have to scream. You don't have to belt every second. If you're going to belt, like, make it... It's sort of like swear words. I swear, like, belting is like swear words to me. Oh. I'm like... You belt because you fucking mean it. Oh. Not because you're going to belt the entire song. Yeah. It needs to have a purpose. hmm And maybe not. I mean, who the fuck am I to say? But I think, like, muse- music means so much. And I feel like a lot of people just sort of manipulate it and use it to, like, sort of make a profit off of something. Yeah. Statistically appeasing. And it's often crap. Mm. No arguments here. There's a wedding party going on. Is it a wedding or homecoming? I don't think it's a wedding party. It could be homecoming, but I think there's a white dress there. I think that's a wedding. That'd be pretty eccentric. It's a very pretty white dress. There's a lot of cool people walking down this alley with us right now. Uh, yeah. You know. Cooler than me. <laughs> yeah. And they're staring at us. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we we do look like two transients right now, sitting in the light of a, an alley, outside of a bar. So, yeah. yeah. No, I'd say there's like bridesmaid dresses. I'd say that's winning. Yeah. I totally would get married in Golden. It's beautiful. Actually, you know what? I would get married anywhere because I'm a hopeless romantic. Ah. And. 
I wouldn't care. I'd literally, I'd get married in Vegas, I'd get married in Golden, I'd get married in Hawaii, I'd get married in New York, but honestly, I would get married anywhere as long as it's inside of a theater. Inside of a theater? Preferably when I've worked at. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Let's get hitched in Carnegie Hall. We gotta get a job there first. <laughs> yeah. Are they hiring janitors? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been 30 minutes. The Alley Sessions. Stay tuned. <laughs>